What is going on, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the channel. We are here. It's Sunday, May 7th, 2023. I am your host, Shahir Henderson. And guys, we have a very serious conversation that's going to take place today. But let me start by saying thank everyone for listening to the podcast Thank everyone for sharing the podcast. Thank everyone who subscribed to the YouTube channel. Thank everybody who's watching the YouTube channel. Your listenership and your viewership is the reason why this podcast and this channel is reaching new heights. And I appreciate you all for your continued support. So, guys, we talked about addiction to porn and we talked about other sexual activities here on this podcast. I didn't really know what to talk about this week until I ran into an article and it said that you could actually catch throat cancer from oral sex. So I started to think to myself, how is that possible that you could catch throat cancer from oral sex? So when I Googled it and I looked it up, HPV came up. So I said, Damn, I know about HPV, but I didn't know how that correlates with oral sex. Then I thought about it. If said female is given a guy fellatio or said guy is given a female fellatio and and we know what happens and that gets into the throat, that can can be HPV inside of the semen or HPV inside of the uh, fluids of the, the vaginal walls, and boom, that goes down your throat. And that HPV starts to build up, and it, and a lo- the longevity takes place, excuse me, and without being treated, that can actually lead to throat cancer. But see, I did a little small amount of research, not a lot of research, guys, because it was about... Wednesday when this came on me, so I'm like, man, I don't have enough time. So what I got for you guys is I got something straight from the CDC. I used the read out loud feature on Google, which is a very, very intricate uh, thing to do if you want to share information from a website and still be able to deliver what's being said without just sharing a piece of paper or me reading it to you guys. So I have an AI actually reading what it says on the CDC's website. This comes straight from the CDC website. So you get all the information you need. Now, although I'm sharing this straight from the CDC website, still check with your gynecologist about HPV. Still do your own research about HPV to find out a lot more. Don't just take what I'm sharing here today as uh, something that's set in stone. Always do your own research to find out more. I wanted to share this and I wanted to spread this awareness because like I've said, I've talked about addiction to porn. I've talked about other sexual activities here on this podcast. And I figured why not share something 
about a sexually transmitted disease as well because if I'm promoting sex, I might as well share something about sexually transmitted diseases and exactly share something about something that can cause cancer due to sexual activity. So without further ado, guys, we're going to go ahead and get into this reading of the CDC website. I will catch you guys in the next podcast. Now, after this reading is done, that will be the end of the podcast. So I'm not going to come back. I'm going to just end it at at the end of the podcast. And I'll put a link in the description box for more information to the CDC website about HPV. So you won't hear me <laughs> when the, when the uh, reading stops. And once that reading stops, that'll be over. The video will end there and I'll put up a, um, a, um, a picture that shows information where you can find more information about HPV and, uh, numbers that you may want to call if you have any questions. So I'll put that there on the, at the end of the video on YouTube for you guys on the podcast. Uh, it would just end here. And if you want that information, I advise you soon as you, after you hear this podcast, you go find the information that you need on the CDC website. Like I said, speak to your gynecologist um, and find any true information you can find out about HPV, guys. This is a very serious podcast here today. I wanted to bring to you guys. If you like podcasts like this, let me know in the comment section of where I share this video. Let me know in the comment section of the podcast. Let me know in the comment section of the YouTube channel. So, guys, you have a great rest of your Sunday and a great rest of your week. And we'll see you next time. Peace out. Human papillomavirus, HPV, infection. Published by Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Approximately 150 types of HPV have been identified at least 40 of which infect the genital area, 1194. The majority of HPV infections are self-limited and are asymptomatic or unrecognized. Sexually active persons are usually exposed to HPV during their lifetime, 838, 1195, 1196. Oncogenic, high-risk HPV infection, e.g., HPV types 16 and 18, causes the majority of cervical, penile, vulvar, vaginal, anal, and oropharyngeal cancers and precancers, 1197, whereas other HPV infection, e.g., HPV types 6 and 11, causes genital warts and recurrent respiratory papillomatosis. Persistent oncogenic HPV infection is the strongest risk factor for development of HPV-attributable precancers and cancers. A substantial proportion of cancers and anogenital warts are attributable to HPV in the United States. An estimated 34,800 new HPV-attributable cancers occurred every year during 2012 to 2016, 1198. Before HPV vaccines were introduced, approximately 355,000 new cases of anogenital warts occurred every year, 1199. Prevention HPV vaccines Three HPV vaccines are licensed in the United States. Cerevirix, a two-valent vaccine, 2V HPV, that targets HPV types 16 and 18. Gardasil, a four-valent vaccine, 4V HPV, that targets HPV types 6, 11, 16, and 18. And Gardasil 9, a nine-valent vaccine, 
9 VHPV, that targets HPV type 6, 11, 16, 18, 31, 33, 45, 52, and 58. Type 16 and 18 account for 66% of all cervical cancers, whereas the five additional types targeted by the 9-valent vaccine account for 15%. Type 6 and 11 cause greater than 90% of genital warts. Only 9 VHPV vaccine is available in the United States. ACIP Recommendations for HPV Vaccination https colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash vaccines slash hcp slash asip dash rex slash vac dash specific slash hpv.html closing parenthesis include the following routine hpv vaccination for all adolescents at age 11 or 12 years administering vaccine starting at age 9 years catch up vaccination through age 26 years for those not vaccinated previously not using HPV vaccination for all adults aged greater than 26 years. Instead, shared clinical decision-making between a patient and a provider regarding HPV vaccination is recommended for certain adults aged 27 to 45 years not vaccinated previously. A two-dose vaccine schedule, at 0 and 6 to 12-month intervals, is recommended for persons who initiate vaccination before their 15th birthday. A three-dose vaccine schedule, at 0, 1 to 2, and 6-month intervals, for immunocompromised persons regardless of age of initiation. HPV vaccines are not recommended for use in pregnant women. HPV vaccines can be administered regardless of history of anogenital warts, abnormal pap test or HPV test, or anogenital precancer. Women who have received HPV vaccine should continue routine cervical cancer screening, see cervical cancer. HPV vaccine is available for eligible children and adolescents aged less than 19 years through the Vaccines for Children, VFC, program. Additional information is available at https colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash vaccines slash programs slash vfc slash index.html or by calling CDC Info 800-232-4636. For uninsured persons aged less than 19 years, Patient assistance programs are available from the vaccine manufacturers. Pre-licensure and post-licensure safety evaluations have determined that the vaccine is well tolerated. With greater than 120 million doses of HPV vaccines distributed in the United States, robust data demonstrate that HPV vaccines are safe. HTTPS colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash vaccine safety closing parenthesis. Impact monitoring studies in the United States have demonstrated reductions of genital warts as well as the HPV types contained within the quadrivalent vaccine, 1200-1203. Settings that provide STI services should either administer the vaccine to eligible clients within the routine and catch-up age groups through age 26 years who have not started or completed the vaccine series, or link these persons to another facility equipped to provide the vaccine. Clinicians providing services to children, adolescents, and young adults should be knowledgeable about HPV and the vaccine. HTTPS colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash vaccines slash who slash teens slash for dash HCP slash HPV dash resources dot HTML closing parenthesis. HPV vaccination has not been associated with initiation of sexual activity or sexual risk behaviors. 1204, 1205.
Abstaining from sexual activity is the most reliable method for preventing genital HPV infection. Persons can decrease their chances of infection by practicing consistent and correct condom use and limiting their number of sex partners. Although these interventions might not fully protect against HPV, they can decrease the chances of HPV acquisition and transmission. Diagnostic considerations. HPV tests are available for detecting oncogenic types of HPV infection and are used in the context of cervical cancer screening and management or follow-up of abnormal cervical cytology or histology. See cervical cancer. These tests should not be used for male partners of women with HPV or women aged less than 25 years, for diagnosis of genital warts, or as a general STI test. Application of 3% to 5% acetic acid, which might cause affected areas to turn white, has been used by certain providers to detect genital mucosa infected with HPV. The routine use of this procedure to detect mucosal changes attributed to HPV infection is not recommended because the results do not influence clinical management. Treatment. Treatment is directed to the macroscopic, e.g., genital warts, or pathologic precancerous lesions caused by HPV. Subclinical genital HPV infection typically clears spontaneously. Therefore, specific antiviral therapy is not recommended to eradicate HPV infection. Precancerous lesions are detected through cervical cancer screening. HPV-related precancer should be managed on the basis of existing guidance. See cervical cancer. Counseling. Key messages for persons with human papillomavirus infection. When counseling persons with anogenital HPV infection, the provider should discuss the following. Anogenital HPV infection is common. It usually infects the anogenital area but can infect other areas, including the mouth and throat. The majority of sexually active persons get HPV at some time during their lifetime, although most never know it. Partners tend to share HPV, and it is not possible to determine which partner transmitted the original infection. Having HPV does not mean that a person or his or her partner is having sex outside the relationship. Persons who acquire HPV usually clear the infection spontaneously meaning that HPV becomes undetectable with no associated health problems. If HPV infection persists, genital warts, precancers, and cancers of the cervix, anus, penis, vulva, vagina, head, or neck might develop. Discussion of tobacco use, and provision of cessation counseling, is important because of its contribution to the progression of precancer and cancer. The types of HPV that cause genital warts are different from the types that can cause cancer. Many types of HPV are sexually transmitted through anogenital contact, mainly during vaginal and anal sex. HPV also might be transmitted during oral sex and genital-to-genital -genital contact without penetration. In rare cases, a pregnant woman can transmit HPV to an infant during delivery. Treatments are available for the conditions caused by HPV but not for the virus itself. Having HPV does not make it harder for a woman to get pregnant or carry a pregnancy to term. However, certain precancers or cancers that HPV can cause, and the surgical procedures needed to treat them, can affect a woman's ability to get pregnant or carry a pregnancy to term. No HPV test can determine which HPV infection will become undetectable and which will persist or progress to disease. However, in certain circumstances, HPV tests can determine whether a woman is at increased risk for cervical cancer. These tests are not for detecting other HPV-related problems, 
nor are they useful for women aged less than 25 years or men of any age. Prevention. Three HPV vaccines can prevent diseases and cancers caused by HPV. The 2-VHPV, 4-VHPV, and 9-VHPV vaccines protect against the majority of cervical cancer cases, although the 4-VHPV and 9-VHPV vaccines also protect against the majority of genital warts. Only 9-VHPV vaccine is available in the United States. HPV vaccines are safe and effective and are recommended routinely for adolescents aged 11 to 12 years. Ketchup vaccination is also recommended for older adolescents and young adults through age 26 years. HTTPS colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash HPV slash HCP slash index.html closing parenthesis. Shared clinical decision-making is recommended regarding HPV vaccination for certain adults aged 27 to 45 years who are not adequately vaccinated per guidance. HTTPS colon slash slash www.cdc.gov slash mmwr slash volumes slash 68 slash wr slash pdfs slash mm6832a3-h.pdf closing parenthesis. Condoms used consistently and correctly can lower the chances of acquiring and transmitting HPV and developing HPV-related diseases, e.g., genital warts or cervical cancer. However, because HPV can infect areas not covered by a condom, condoms might not fully protect against HPV. Limiting the number of sex partners can reduce the risk for HPV. However, even persons with only one lifetime sex partner can get HPV. Abstaining from sexual activity is the most reliable method for preventing genital HPV infection.